This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm live on YouTube, on Rumble, on Twitter, and probably on Rockfin. We are just three or four minutes away from President Biden's World War III Please fund it speech. You know what I would like to see coming out for Biden to start this, this speech is if he still has those testicles on his chin that were going around social media today, if those are still there, I think they should use it. I think that maybe they should draw a face on each one of them. Maybe an angel and a demon, instead of the angel and the demon on your shoulders, it's the angel and the demon on your chin nutsack. And periodically, during the speech, he can stop and he can talk to them and argue with them and struggle with his demon and his angel on his face testicles. I would like to see them use what they're working with. It's probably still not going to be there. I'm sure they sucked whatever venom was inside of them out to make him look like a humanoid again. I think he probably had his shirt really tight and it was like pushing his skin up in a weird way or something. I don't know. Let's see if they got this thing going. I have the stream. Make sure my audio is going. I'm not just talking into the thin air. You guys can hear me, right? Anybody who's on YouTube or Rockfin there. I'm going to pull up the... Rumble live chat on my phone, and I think we're about a minute away, two minutes away. What do you think Biden does before he gives one of these addresses to the nation? How does he spend his day outside of getting the, you know, the juices sucked out of his, his face sack? You think he sleeps all day? You think he gets himself pumped up? Do you think he's even aware that he's given a speech? All right, here we go. Let me share this with you guys. So I wonder if he's going to be sleepy Biden tonight or if they're going to fill him up with the amphetamines and just let him go wild. I guess we'll find out. Now, let me know if you guys can hear this. Let's see. Tangled up by dysfunction in the House. This country edging closer to sending ground forces into Gaza. Israel's defense minister earlier today telling troops they would soon see Gaza, quote, from the inside. Another minister saying the government has given the army the green light, which will transform a war that is already being fought on several fronts and could widen even further. Artillery and rocket battles continue in the north between Israel and Hezbollah forces, which are like Hamas, backed by Iran. And earlier today, a U.S. Navy destroyer shot down several missiles and drones launched from Yemen. U.S. officials saying Iran-backed Houthi Houthi militants were responsible. This action was was a demonstration of the integrated air. Not showing it on CNN, or are they just a couple minutes behind? We are prepared to utilize whenever necessary to protect our Let's partners and our interests in this important region. All right. We're going to go with uh, the White House official YouTube page here. Let's get that up. 
There we go. The president addresses the nation with his face nutsack. We'll begin shortly. I thought they looked like a, a butt on his face at first, which you don't want to have a butt or, or a nutsack, really, on your chin if you're spending a lot of time around Hunter Biden because at any point in time, he could fall off the wagon and want to pay to have sex with it. And that's the last thing you need is someone catching Hunter Biden face-effing his father's chin all over national TV. President Rat Testicle Chin says, think, change, repeat. Maybe there was some sort of human experimentation going on, and that's what happened. So thank you, uh, Lane uh, Landchogger. You think he gets ready for these things like Rocky does for a fight he gets pumped up? Or you think he just wakes up and goes? Does he have an elaborate warm-up or is he like, I don't need any, I don't need any warm-up, guys? Like my father used to say, what goes around comes upside down. Let's get this baby rolling. Just like some weird stuff like that that his father never said that he tells people his dad said. Has he become the most consistently reliable liar? I mean, they're all liars. But it's gotten to the point where the stuff that he tells the public is just so consistently untrue <laughs> that you can rely on it to, to not be true. This thing hasn't started yet, right? They shoot the guy up with who knows what to get that. Yeah, I think they do that sometimes. I think sometimes they want him to be a little bit sleepy so he can say the really evil things and people be like, oh, he's just a old grandfather. I need to... All right, there he is. There's the guy. Hey, Stella's going to join us. Just in time, Stella. Good evening, my fellow Americans. We're facing an inflection point in history. One of those moments where the decisions we make today are going to determine the future for decades to come. That's what I'd like to talk with you about tonight. You know, early this morning, I returned from Israel. His chin does look better. I'm the first American president to travel there during the war. I met with the prime minister and members of his cabinet. And most movingly, I met with Israelis who had personally lived through horrific horror of the attack by Hamas on the 7th of October. More than 1,300 people slaughtered in Israel, including at least 32 American citizens. Scores of innocents, from infants to the elderly grandparents, Israelis, Americans taken hostage. As I told the families of Americans being held captive by Hamas, we're pursuing every avenue to bring their loved ones home. Was he bracing As himself with his other hand? There is no higher priority for me than the safety of Americans held hostage. The terrorist group Hamas unleashed pure, unadulterated evil in the world. But sadly, the Jewish people know perhaps better than anyone that there is no limit to the depravity of people when they want to inflict pain on others. In Israel, I saw people who are strong, determined, resilient, and also angry, in shock, and in deep, deep pain. I also spoke with President Abbas, the Palestinian Authority, and reiterated, the United States remains committed to the Palestinian people. It is their little, right little to dignity chin. and to self-determination. The actions of Hamas terrorists don't take that right away. Like so many other, I'm heartbroken by the tragic loss of Palestinian life, including the explosion at the hospital in Gaza, which was not done by the Israelis. We mourn every innocent life lost. We can't ignore. The total fog of war story. He doesn't only want that. to live in peace and have an opportunity. 
You know, the assault on Israel echoes nearly 20 months of war, tragedy, and brutality inflicted on the people of Ukraine, people that were very badly hurt since Putin launched his all-out invasion. We've not forgotten the mass graves, bodies found bearing signs of torture, (laughs) rape used as a weapon by the Russians, and thousands and thousands of Ukrainian children forcibly taken into Russia, stolen from their parents. It's going to be Russia, Hamas, and MAGA are all the same terrorists. Hamas and Putin represent different threats, but they share this in common. They both want to completely annihilate a neighboring democracy, completely annihilate it. Hamas' stated purpose for existing is the destruction of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. And my chin balls. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses Palestinian civilians as human shields, and innocent Palestinian families are suffering greatly because of that. Meanwhile, Putin denies Ukraine has or ever had real statehood. He claims the Soviet Union created Ukraine. And just two weeks ago, he told the world that if the United States and our allies withdraw, and if the United States withdraw, our allies will as well, military support for Ukraine would have, quote, a week left to live, but we're not withdrawing. I know these conflicts can seem far away. And it's natural to ask, why does this matter to America? So let me share with you why making sure I wish sure the interpreter over here with the sign language also had a little pair of chin balls on her face. You know, history has taught us that when terrorists She'd make don't a great pay president. a price for their terror, <laughs> when dictators don't pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos and death and more destruction. They keep going. And the cost and the threats to America and the world keep rising. So if we... Don't stop Putin's appetite for power and control in Ukraine. He won't limit himself <laughs> just to Ukraine. Stay awake. He's, Putin's already <laughs> threatened to remind, quote, remind Poland that their Western land was a gift from Russia. How about we extradite that One of Nazi his top to advisors, Poland. a former president of from Russia, Canada. has called Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania Russia's Baltic provinces. Extradite. These are all Baltic. <laughs> yeah. For 75 yeah. <laughs> years, NATO has kept peace in Europe and has been the cornerstone of American security. And if Putin attacks a NATO ally, we will defend every inch of NATO which the treaty requires and calls for. Every ounce of testing. We'll have something that we do not seek. Make it clear, we do not seek. We do not seek to have American troops fighting in Russia or fighting against Russia. It's inevitable. Beyond Europe, we know that our allies and maybe most importantly our adversaries and competitors are watching. They're watching our response in Ukraine as well. And if we walk away and let Putin erase Ukraine's independence, would-be aggressors around the world be emboldened to try the same? The risk of conflict and chaos could spread in other parts of the world, in the Indo-Pacific, in the Middle East, especially in the Middle East. Iran is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine, and it's supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region, and will continue to hold them accountable, I might add. The United States and our partners across the region are working to build a better future for the Middle East. One where the Middle East is more stable, better connected to its neighbors, and through innovative projects like the Indian Middle East Europe Rail Corridor that I announced this year at the summit of the world's biggest economies. More predictable markets, more employment, less rage, less grievances, less war when connected. World War III means more employment and less war. It would benefit the people of the Middle East and would benefit us. American leadership is what holds the world together. 
American alliances will keep us, America, safe. My nuts hold this American face values are what make us a partner that other nations want to work with. To put all that at risk, if we walk away from Ukraine, we turn our backs on Israel, it's just not worth it. That's why tomorrow I'm going to send to Congress an urgent budget request to fund America's national security needs, to support our critical partners, including Israel and Ukraine. It's a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations. Help us keep American troops out of harm's way. Help us build a world that is safer, more peaceful, more prosperous for our children and grandchildren. In Israel, we must make sure that they have what they need to protect their people today and always. The security package I'm sending to Congress and asking Congress to do is an unprecedented commitment to Israel's security that will sharpen Israel's qualitative military edge, which we've committed to, the qualitative military edge. We're going to make sure Iron Dome continues to guard the skies over Israel. We're going to make sure other hostile actors in the region know that Israel is stronger than ever and prevent this conflict from spreading. She's much more expressive Look, than him. At the same time, President Netanyahu and I discussed again yesterday the critical need for Israel to operate by the laws of I think he did war. glitch out for a brief That moment. means protecting civilians in combat as best as they can. And the people of Gaza urgently need food, water, and medicine. Yesterday, in discussions with the leaders of Israel and Egypt, I secured an agreement for the first shipment of humanitarian assistance from the United Nations to Palestinian civilians in Gaza. Hamas does not divert or steal this shipment, these shipments, we're going to provide an opening for sustained delivery of life-saving humanitarian assistance for the Palestinians. Why? Because he tells them not to? They're as not I going said to in do Israel, it. as hard as it is, we cannot give up on peace. We cannot give up on a two-state solution. Israel and Palestinians equally deserve to live in safety, dignity, and peace. You know, and here at home, we have to be honest with ourselves. In recent years, too much hate has given too much oxygen, fueling racism, the rise of anti-Semitism, Islamic phobia, right here in America. It's also intensified in the wake of recent events that led to the horrific threats and attacks that both shock us and break our hearts. On October 7th, terror attacks have triggered deep scars and terrible memories in the Jewish community. Today, Jewish families worried about being targeted in school wearing symbols of their face, walking down the street, or going out about their daily lives. And I know many of you in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, the Palestinian American community, and so many others are outraged and hearty, saying to yourself, here we go again. I think you're right, Thomas. With Islamophobia and distrust we saw after 9-11. Just last week, a mother was brutally stabbed a little boy here in the United States, a little boy who just turned six years old, was murdered in their home outside of Chicago. His name was Wadiha, Wadiha, a proud American, a proud Palestinian-American family. We can't stand by and stand silent when this happens. We must, without equivocation, denounce anti-Semitism. We must also, without equivocation, denounce Islamophobia. And to all you hurting, those of you hurting, I want you to know I see you. You belong. Oh, thank you. And I want to say this to you. You're all American. <laughs> You're all American. 
all of us. This is in a moment, you know, in moments like these, when fear and suspicion, anger and rage run hard, that we have to work harder than ever to hold on to the values that make us who we are. We're a nation of religious freedom, freedom of expression. We all have a right to debate and disagree without fear of being targeted in schools or workplaces or in our community. elections and Denounce <laughs> violence and vitriol. <laughs> See each other not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. When I was in Israel yesterday, <laughs> I uh, said that when America experienced the hell of 9-11, we felt enraged as well. While we sought and got justice, we made mistakes. So I caution the government of Israel not to be blinded by rage. Mm, very, very wise. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> Even YouTube got sick of him. Then Ukraine, the weapons they need to defend themselves and their country without interruption, so Ukraine can stop Putin's brutality right, and tie all the aid together. They are succeeding. <laughs> so painful. When Putin invaded Ukraine, he thought he would take Kiev and all of Ukraine in a matter of days. Well, over a year later, Putin has failed, and he continues to fail. Kiev still stands because of the bravery of the Ukrainian people. Ukraine has regained more than 50% of the territory Russian troops once occupied, backed by U.S.-led coalition of more than 50 countries around the world, all doing its part to support Kiev. What would happen if they walked away? We are the essential nation. Meanwhile, Putin has turned to Iran and North Korea to buy attack drones and ammunition to terrorize Ukrainian cities and people. From the outset, I've said, I will not send American troops to fight in Ukraine. All Ukraine is asking for is help for the weapons, munitions, the capacity, the capability to push invading Russian forces off their land. Lindsey Graham's old. I don't know if you ought to be bent over on the desk like that for this one. Before they destroy Ukrainian cities. Let me be clear about something. Yeah, please. Send Ukrainian equipment sitting in our stockpiles. And when we use the money allocated by Congress, we use it to replenish our own stores, our own stockpiles with new equipment. Equipment that, def- that defends America and is made in America. Patriot missiles for air defense batteries made in Arizona. Artillery shells manufactured in 12 states across the country in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Texas. The sign language chick looks like she's so mocking more. him. <laughs> you know, just as in World War II, today, she's awesome. American workers are building the arsenal of democracy and serving the cause of freedom. Let me close with this. Earlier this Please. year, I boarded Air Force One for a secret flight to Poland. Fill up the stairs. There I boarded a train. With blacked out windows for a 10 hour ride each way to Kiev. Well, he's very brave. To stand with the people of Ukraine blacked ahead of the one year anniversary. Racist windows. Fight against Putin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm told I was the first American to enter a war zone not controlled by the United States military since the President f- Lincoln. First American to? With me was just a small group of security personnel, a few very advisors. Very tiny security. But when I exited that train and met Zelensky, 
President Zelensky, I didn't feel alone. I was bringing with me the idea of America, the promise of America, <laughs> to the people who are today fighting for the same things we fought for 250 years ago, freedom, independence, self-determination. And as I walked through Kiev with President Zelensky, with air raid sirens sounding in the distance, kissed me on my I felt face. something I've always believed <laughs> more strongly than ever before. America is a beacon to the world. Still, still. Whereas my friend Madeleine Albright said, <laughs> so convincing. the indispensable nation. Tonight, there are innocent people all over the world. Yeah, quote Mad Madeleine who Albright. Hope because of us, who <laughs> believe in a better life because of us, who are desperate not to be forgotten by us and are waiting for us. But time is of the essence. I know we have our divisions at home. We have to get past them. We can't let petty, partisan, angry politics get in the way of our responsibility as a great nation. It's Trump's fault. We cannot and he will not let terrorists like terrorists. Hamas and tyrants like Putin win. I refuse to let that happen. In moments like these, we have to remind, we have to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. The United States of America. And there is nothing, nothing beyond our capacity if we do it together. They're gross. <laughs> My fellow Americans, thank you for your time. May God bless you all. May God protect our troops. Which God do you speak of? All right. He, he did not. Yeah, which one do you speak of? He, he did not <laughs> make the direct link to the MAGA, but what he referenced there when it says we can't let this country be divided. We have to be unified right now. That's the, I was talking about this last night. That's the unity propaganda they're pushing. I played clips of this earlier this week where every network is saying we must be united right now or we're vulnerable like Israel is because they had a political divide and it's Donald Trump's fault there's a political divide because he praises terrorists, which he didn't do. So that is a hint to that. He didn't go as far as I thought he would. I actually thought he'd go a little further, but they're tying all of the elements together. And, man, he... he Go deeper, Joe. Go deeper. Right. Yeah, no, that's something nobody ever said to him. <laughs> no, he's never heard those ever. words in his life. So he had stopped going at all, probably. It looks like he somebody... They, they're like, we need to neuter your face, but it was only a, a partial neuter, and there's a little bit of testicle left on his face from last night. Yeah. That is kind of weird how that showed up. Is it the body double? Joe, Joe, there's, there's just a little bit of testicle just on your chin there, mate. Just, no, leave it. Leave it. <laughs> we have to remember who we are. Part of oh, man, what dribble. What dribble. It's so hard to stay focused on that man. And I assume he is a man. Well, yeah. So I, I thought he would probably not be the amped up on amphetamines, Joe, here, because he is talking oh, no. world not. war themes. <laughs> and you want to have somebody who's old, bumbling, and, and just looks like he's harmless talking about that instead of an aggressive person with a red background like he did that one time. But, Yeah. They're going to tie all that aid together, so you're not going to be able to say no to one and yes to the other. And that's yes, how it works. <laughs> yeah. Stella, how are you? Um, I was better before that speech. <laughs> but um, no, no, I'm good. I'm trying to stay awake now. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, as he was, clearly, trying to stay awake. Which, which one did we get then? Was that Long Lobes? I don't know which one that was. I think that was Long Lobes. Yeah, three, pretty sure. Two body double, doubles, people believe. I would say right. there's at least two. At least you know, two. I mean, two. <laughs> depends which week we're talking two. about. Yeah. But uh, no, I think that was Long Lobes. He's the sort of more sedate version, I believe. Yes, he's definitely a sedate version. Let's see mm, what they brought out the, the sedate version. 
Yeah, uh, Tits McGee says that he looks like the Simpsons news anchor. Love your name, mate. Who pulls all the loose skin off of his face back and holds it tight with a hair comb. <laughs> and then he says, say qualitative military edge five more times. I'm sure that's something he tries to use in the bedroom with Jill. Do it he always sounds like he's half drunk. He probably is half something. <laughs> There's a yeah. child just off camera ready for him to sniff like an oxygen I, tank. So I thought it would be funny if in the background, in that window, you just saw Hunter walking by butt naked, masturbating <laughs> and, and filming another <laughs> selfie like With he likes to do. Crack pipe in his mouth. Yeah. Realizes he's on camera and drops to the ground and stands back up and starts masturbating, masturbating. towards the camera. Mm. We have a general Did spill a drop? Good on you, Hunter. <laughs> right. <laughs> McGuffin says, MacGuffin says, can't give up on peace while we fund Ukraine versus Russia. Absolutely. An Oval Office address in the U.S. people means get ready for it. You're right, I think. I, I agree with that, uh, MacGuffin. And uh, Jack says, oh, so it's just business. Yeah, it's just business as usual, Jack. Just keep it rolling with the war machine and Lockheed Martin. Uh, that, so that's where you want to invest the money right now. If you're into stocks, probably Lockheed Martin and, and all those other weapons creators right now as War around the world is not. I mean, war's always going on somewhere. They just focus on it when they really want it to be huge. That's when all those uh, stocks are going to be shooting up right there. This is just a warm-up speech. They're they're priming the sheep. I agree with you, MacGuffin. And let's see what we got over here on. Uh, thank see. you, Dale C. I do appreciate you pointing out that my mic was a little hot. How is it going now? Just let oh, us know. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm gonna. Let's see, Cam just it, it varies. Me. It varies from platform to platform, and it and, really uh, does. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to. I need to do an experiment. I've been doing a lot of experiments, but I know a lot of people use OBS to route everything, so you can control. Not and quite a fairy yet. More. Do you, mm -hmm. you ever use OBS? I have not. It's it's useful, but it's kind of a pain in the ass, and it uses a lot of your system. That is exactly what I've heard about it, so I've avoided it. It's I just think Streamyard every, is pretty good. Uh, Streamyard's good, but. I re realized I have to have as few things open as possible. That's why I'm looking at my mm. phone because I stopped opening browsers on here because it was like mm -hmm. making that stream was shorting out just because I had more than one thing open. And yeah, right. StreamYard, that's a, a problem with. You need a pretty uh, pretty hot CPU to deal with all this uh, I, I podcasting need, business? I need one of the body doubles of Biden that are all amped up and can process a lot of things, but like a StreamYard version of that instead of the slow, yeah. chunky one. Getting get pedaling. <laughs> right. Okay, so <laughs> who was it that asked if, if he glitched out for a second? That that I noticed that also. I don't mean with the screen because the screen did glitch out uh, briefly. It, it started to spin. But there was a moment where he lost track. He, he's reading the prompter, probably doesn't know what he's saying, lost track of what he was saying. And it was a pretty big moment. And then he kind of like regathered himself, which I thought was interesting because to me it tells me that he's just <laughs> – He's an he actor who, who is like, wake me up when I got to go read my effing lines. I'm going to go do them. And I'm not going to, I don't care. I think that they much inject anymore. him with something just to sort of keep him awake for a oh, few minutes. You think, uh, I thought I, I could say they made him sleepy, but you thought they had to jack him up there? Oh, to keep him awake? Yeah, look, he, he fights it. I mean, he's, <laughs> they need double doses for that dude. Yeah. yeah. So, I, what was it I saw about Australia the other day? I've, they, Australia is going to be on it appears is we're all in the same boat here we're on the side of democracy fighting all this evil and we've done those training exercises you and i talked about over there what is there any talk in y'all's news i don't know if you pay attention to y'all's news over there about all of this stuff <laughs> going on 
Like, what do people think or how do they talk about the media and President Biden over here in Australia? Well, to be really honest, I do not partake in any mainstream news until I absolutely have to, which is basically for my uh, podcast. <laughs> and then I sort of troll through it a few hours beforehand. Uh, I don't, yeah, um, I don't know. I, look, I generally sort of pay more attention to Sky News, despite the fact that that is News Corp, uh, a.k.a. I look at them sometimes. Rupert Murdoch, who has just stepped down a couple of months ago. Um, they've got their own agenda. Uh, yeah, they, they all have their own agenda. They, they do, right? So yeah. you just gotta, and that's the whole thing where this conditioning they've done in the past really five or six years hardcore where you have to just trust a source only and the source determines whether or not you believe the thing, which is just backwards. You should separate the source from the information because liars tell mm -hmm. truths and, mm -hmm. and truth tellers uh, make mistakes. And, and so you got to separate from the information, but they prevent people from actually analyzing information that they might come to conclusions that make the narrative fall apart by pumping this idea by it's the source that matters. If you tell me anything from Fox News, I don't believe it. Hands down, doesn't matter. Same thing, other way around. And mm -hmm. yes, the Sky News totally. I, I, they have a lot of good stuff, though. You know, you know what I've seen them do is they bring on Christopher Steele, the former MI6 spy who, who created the P dossier. He's like one of their guests sometimes. Have you ever seen him on there? No, I have not. I can't believe I haven't. Yeah, he's an expert guest. He's like the most discredited spy in the world. But he's there like Christopher oh, okay. Steele for his expert analysis. <laughs> Is his name uh, Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E, -E -E, yeah, by any uh, chance? Yeah. Is that Remington Steele, same spelling? No, I'm thinking about Robert Steele, that Q guy who apparently died. Do you know about him? Uh-uh. What's that? Uh, Is that? I, I mean, I don't really know for sure, but I think that was all very controlled yeah. sort of. The control crew. Um, what happened he's actually last week? Or not, that, who knows? When this happened? Oh, no, this is a couple of years ago. Well, a year or so ago. But anyway, I was just wondering because I keep hearing these names, you know, this is, it's like this family of controlled opposition. It's like, oh, that name again. Oh, that name. It's like they're all related. I don't know. What was that guy? Do you remember that guy's name? He was big into QAnon. He was uh, an actor. He did a lot of bit roles and he started making all these Instagram videos about QAnon stuff and then he ended up. They say jumping off of a bridge. What was his name? Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I know some. one of my friends What's his name? was in some movies with him. He knew the guy. Somebody in the audience will be able – somebody in the chat will be able yeah, to help guy, us with that. Curly hair. He was trying to expose uh, some child trafficking, I believe. Yeah. Yes, apparently he jumped off a bridge and it's like, it was all very sus. There's a number of them. I, Isaac Cappy, Ashley. Yes. yes. That's, that's who it was. Yes, Isaac. thank you very much. Yeah. So I want to go over to CNN and I want to see what their reaction to this is, how they interpret it and tell their audience to see Oh, yes, yes. It should be amusing. We can mock them a little bit. <laughs> Let's continue the entertainment. Yeah. I, I, so what do you think Biden had on underneath that table? He, he had his hand underneath. Lingerie. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking something. <laughs> I'm not picturing it, but I'm thinking probably. It just made me uncomfortable how for like half that little speech, he had one of his hands under the desk like every time he said war <laughs> or funding he was you know cranking one off down there right because mm -hmm. of how hard they get for war quite possible or just stroking the hair of somebody who yeah he was uh cur was under he was curling lindsey graham's mustache under there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his evil mustache so lindsey graham i think is is 
the one politician everybody can agree to really dislike. I think it doesn't matter. I think that's he crosses ideological bounds. I don't know how he keeps getting voted into office. It's like it's like people in South Carolina. <laughs> he doesn't get voted in. It, well, they just like, put him there. Well, maybe they put him in, or maybe the people <laughs> in South Carolina have mistaken voting for thinking that they're voting who's most likely to be a pedophile in Congress. And every year they're like, it's Lindsey Graham. It's definitely Lindsey Graham. Here's like Lindsey. Mm. And it hasn't happened yet. Maybe I thought he was meant to be a good guy, but then it turned out he wasn't. Lindsey Graham? Wasn't he meant to be like one of those guys, you know, on the on the good crew? But really they were... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just an Australian. <laughs> my, my knowledge, so my Lindsey Graham knowledge is that he kind of wakes up every morning going, let's bomb China, some shit like that, right after uh, this yeah. guy sucks my date. Because okay. he's this in the closet. What do they call him? Lady? He has like a nickname, they say. You know, this is conspiracy, but he goes to some of these back rooms and uh, Lady Graham or something like that. Um, Graham is a major war pig. Oh, he loves it. Graham <laughs> loves war. The only thing that makes him higher than war is uh, congressional pages. I just, I wish we could put some Black Sabbath on right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, war Pig. You, I don't know. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about there. Do you know that Black Sabbath have, has a song called War Pigs? Oh, uh, I did not. I no, mean, you probably don't. I've yeah, heard okay. it. I know Black Sabbath and I've probably heard the song, but. Okay, good. That would be <laughs> You've great. heard of them at least. That's yeah. that's a start. No, I know the song. I just don't always know the titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's that's what has happened. And sailors in danger if that war expands. And Nick Robertson, as the president was talking, uh, you are down uh, in uh, Starot, I believe, tonight. So he's and got his bulletproof press vest as he's live on the ground. Press. I want to just go up and press his vest. I've uh, been hearing artillery fire <laughs> going in and a steady, an intermittent but steady salvo of <laughs> artillery shells that I were sort of bursting above the ground, then coming down in sort it's of red, red fragments before you could hear uh, the explosion as they detonated on the ground. We saw a multiple number of those uh, and and steady explosions in the background right now. So you know the president looks like a bush. Speaking, uh, Israel a is British acting. Bush. This is uh, <laughs> this is a, a moment here where Alive on the, ground the in, in conflict Gaza. in. Uh, with Hamas can enter a new phase. I'm not sure that it's new explosions go into near the border, Gaza, that whether the IDF will take as it Biden into addresses Gaza the nation tonight. on wars you just is the feel it title. Um, the troops are close to the wire. The tanks are firing through the fields where the troops were expected to go into. So can't you always at any point in time just say breaking new explosions near Gaza Israel border? I think that you could report that any day of the week. The sky, fight yes, in the sky. for the last 75 uh, years. <laughs> right. <laughs> the tempo of war here feels like it's really moving ahead, Anderson. Yeah. Caitlin Collins, uh, the... Caitlin the, Collins. It, 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 there are the, just uh, let me check my script. folks in Congress uh, who would like to separate the Ukraine and Israel aid. Well, and there's some Democrats on the progressive left who don't want to give Israel unconditional aid as they've framed. I mean, you've seen how they've been talking about this. I'm thinking of people like Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, all of these other progressive left lawmakers who have also questioned the U.S. unwavering support on for Israel in the way that it goes, and especially when, with, with what you've seen with civilians. About to implode. And President Biden acknowledged that multiple times tonight, saying, A, that the Palestinian civilians are not Hamas. They are not one and the same. But also saying that he told Netanyahu that he needs to to abide by 
the laws of war and therefore not target civilians and make sure that that's part of that. That's been a, a point of disagreement yeah. at, from what you've heard from Israeli officials and and how they're conducting that and this sense of palpable rage. And he was saying, don't be blinded by your rage. He essentially argued that America was after 9-11. Nick Robertson yeah, in, in Stroud, um, there was a, a government official here in Israel today, I believe a finance minister, but correct me if I'm wrong, uh, who said something to the effect that, that the IDF now has the green light and it's up to them of when this operation will begin. Is that accurate? Does that actually? Yeah. So they've been saying they're going to invade and they've been showing pictures of the IDF, just like lines of them, just like waiting for the go ahead for like a week now. I mean, they have to be yeah. tired standing there for, for that long. And I guess that's what he's asking. They, they've been waiting for the hundred billion dollars or whatever after Biden's speech to, to get that go ahead. I find it interesting the way that Biden just nonchalantly, he did this in Israel too, and he, and he did it tonight. It was almost the same speech that he made in Israel. But he was like, this aid is for the civilians. And he you know, puts his hand on the desk. And, and, and the innocent people, not, not for Hamas. He's serious. Not, not, yeah, so, so he just says, it's not for you. It's not for you, Hamas. If I find out that you've been touching it, you're going to lose my respect. It's just such a <laughs> thing that That's he disregarded that if they want to take the humanitarian aid, they will take it. I don't think that they will take all of it. A lot of people are saying, oh, they're just going to take all of it. It wouldn't be smart for them to do that. People have this perception that the people in other countries, because of the way we're all propagandized in our, in our individual countries, that everybody is just living in this state where they absolutely hate their tyrant leaders. Half of the country in America loves Joe Biden, okay? Uh, and th they love some of the tyrannical things he does. And you can say vice versa about, about Trump or Republicans, whatever. There's always people in there who support the people who are in charge because they've been brainwashed. And to think that they're just going to take they, – they've been telling the people there to stay while the IDF has been telling them to leave. If they want them to stay and they want them to listen to them more than the IDF, then they are not going to steal their aid. They're going to let them have their aid so that they can – be in a better position while they'll take what they need. They're not just going to completely deprive them of it. But what I think they that might happen here, I think that they might be putting some of that aid in there and Biden throwing that talking point out so that they can then later come out and say the aid was taken and some of it, some of it will be taken. But I think that this could be a reason to say we're sending no more aid. The international community refuses and therefore kind of starts to lead the pathway towards no longer differentiating between innocent civilians. I, I'm just I'm speculating at what the narrative has been pushing towards. I, I, I don't like any of the people who are in charge of this. I think it's a bunch of controllers on all sides of this thing that are exploiting and manipulating uh, innocent civilians who would never want any war. But it has sounded to me the way they've been pumping these people out in every single network that they are trying to slowly move to not differentiating between civilians and whatever, but they want to get that moral justification and high ground through the propaganda campaign first. I think that might be a little bit of what's going on. Maybe I'm way off, but that's what it seems like. Does that make any sense at all, Stella? I feel like it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sure it did to somebody. I, I um... <laughs> well, oh, he's one person. <laughs> Just let us know in the comments. Um, yeah, look, I'm just hesitant to sort of really get involved in all this because to me it's, I don't know, I'm just sort of sitting on the, the next step up of the ladder, the propaganda ladder, if you know what I mean. Like we've just been so 
so lied to about so many things. I find it very difficult to take anything that I see as truth, which I guess, you know, is that is the end goal, isn't it? So (laughs) stupid me, here I am confessing to, yep, you got me. Um, But I just can't, I can't really take much of it, anything seriously because it's just so scripted. It's so, there's just, I mean, the bullshit meter is on 11 and I'm not saying that people aren't dying, etc. You know, let's put the disclaimer in that we apparently have to always quote these days, uh, otherwise, you know, somebody will have a go. But, the propaganda um, to me, it, it comes off oh, as man. somebody who thinks they've gotten so good that they're untouchable and they don't even try anymore, and they just flaunt it all over. The, it is so scripted. <laughs> yeah, the, it the is late, so scripted, yeah. and if people can't figure out by now that these people are just puppets saying lines and. Uh, creating the narrative that everybody can look at while they get away with all their criminal, <laughs> inhumane cr- crimes against humanity business deals. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sorry, but we can't really help you. <laughs> have to go right. elsewhere. And I, I think people, a lot of people probably do notice that they're scripted talking points and they repeat them because they get them in their activist emails. And I think that they have learned in the extremes on, you know, Either, either side or whatever side, I think that they have learned to see that as what is necessary to do. These are the, the important mm-hmm. moral high ground talking points that we have to spread, and we need everybody on yeah. board with them if we're going to stop this thing that we have been led to believe is evil. It is. It is literally scripted. It is, um, this is what we do now, and the next bit is this. Um, and in case of this, then do that. It's, it's like writing, writing code. It's like writing code for life, and anyone who's written code will know exactly what I'm talking about, you know, parent, child, et cetera. Um, there's just nothing, yeah, uh, I don't I, to, I just listen, I sort of listen to the people talking now, but I just, all I hear is blah, 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 you know, and I find that the um, the translator, the interpreter, the person that's standing there turning words into actions is my entertainment. <laughs> Keeps me. Well, I, do, I think it's entertaining. Oh. I, I like to watch it like it's uh, it is. <laughs> a, a, I mean, it is a fiction, but it has real world uh, consequences. It, in fact, I find watching it like that, like it's just like the craziest show on television uh, to make it yeah. a little bit more entertaining, which is what they actually <laughs> have been doing. They've been working. Lisa did the January 6th committee and we know CNN has been doing this for a while with actual Netflix producers. And they had the, ex- the stated goal before the January 6th committee thing, which is a total theater. Uh, of making it like the best streaming drama on Netflix. So trying to compete with all of the other uh, things taking people's attention. And man, they are crazy. Yeah, and Thomas Thomas Tanner there says is, uh, that's why they call it the theatre of war. That is exactly right. And they yeah. call themselves actors and they call it a stage. I mean, it can't be more blatant. <laughs> yeah. I see tried. all this shit and I'm, I have no idea what's going on in Gaza. No, I have no idea. Does. <laughs> and, you know, then you see, you know, you sort of fall for some of this stuff and then you see some other footage coming out just going, showing where there's absolutely no dramas going on where they said there was. Yeah. And, you know, that, then there's this, oh, I don't know. This ho- like this hospital story has just become mm. such a thing. And by, I'll, I'll, let me, oh, let's hear what they have to say yeah, and then I'll tell you. They say okay. caused structural damage at the hospital. Sorry, limited damage. 
but it did kill hundreds of people. Anderson, I want to show Even everyone the where we're Wall talking about. 50, this, of course, is the map of Gaza. This is northern Gaza. These are all the different numbers. Right in the middle of northern Gaza. Uh, as you know, uh, Why would Israel we has CNN? told people to leave the north and head to the south. We've also heard this vigorous defense by the Israeli milita military of what happened in this strike. They accuse Islamic Jihad as well of firing that rocket. And they argue that the damage that we have seen at the strike site is not consistent with the strikes that their air force have carried out in Gaza. So th that's CNN's, CNN's analysis is they pull up some uh, uh, digital grid and they put a couple yellow circles that looks like a booby on there. And that's how they analyze the, uh, the evidence. Just so everyone can hear it. Looks very Muslim. Oh. So a loud whoosh followed by that massive explosion. We have geolocated uh, the site of this blast to the Ahli Hospital. But from this clip and from that sound we just heard, experts say that they can't glean too much about what the projectile is exactly. They can only really say oh, that it caused that huge explosion. Take a look at this. This is another piece oh, of video. Shit. It is a key piece of evidence. It's from Al Jazeera News just before 7 p.m. <laughs> That's they a key piece of evidence. It's like a UFO from Al You can see that uh, dot soaring into the sky. <laughs> we have determined <laughs> that this was a rocket that was fired from the ground south of Gaza City. It then exploded high above Gaza City, right there. That's an explosion. And is our military analyst, Cedric Layton, says that this is consistent with a malfunctioning rocket. And then... Six That's seconds what, later, uh, the camera is going to pan Made down and we will see an explosion on the ground. We have also geolocated that to the, ho to the hospital. We can't say that the rocket that we saw up in the sky is related to the explosion. We have well, then geolocated I know. It's just so stupid. <laughs> and then we've yeah. seen the aftermath. The association's made the witnesses now. have described bodies parts of bodies does look strewn like a all over the place. The health ministry, which, as you know, is controlled by Hamas, they have claimed almost five. Oh, that's a dummy. See that? Can this we just go back there for a second, please? Sorry, I have okay. between 100 and 300. Well, it looked like uh, somebody acting. They say, but of it was course, a dummy. It is, as they say, absolutely a, a mannequin. Anderson. Oh, you and piece what about of shit. from the aftermath? That Anything more we can learn? Lots of aftermath video. So we've seen all kinds of uh, charred what? vehicles. We have seen damage to the buildings. Is Lahaina, the windows is it? <laughs> blown out there at the hospital. Did you see? But none of these buildings have been leveled. This one's pockmarked. Uh, so, so that's what, when they initially reported all this, it was five, over 500 dead. And they were the purple. It, they they like made it, yeah, they made it, people think that the buildings had collapsed and there was bodies under the rubble the way that they reported mm. it. And then obviously it turned out that the building was still standing, and there was a bunch of charred cars in the parking lot. According to images, again, I don't know if anything that we see is actually true. But exactly. That, 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 was that could have been Lahaina, for all we know, a bloody car park in Lahaina. Look, there's been speculation about that. Um, yeah, right, Ashley. Um, there's been speculation about that missile. Um, it's like Hawaii footage, Ashley says. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Um yeah, I mean, it's a guided missile, obviously. It's not what the, what they said it was, which is one of those ones that explode above air and then shoots out a whole bunch of, what do they call it, shrapnel. Yeah. This uh, shit they're showing is just the illusion of evidence. This, this yeah. is nothing. And, you know, I mean, remember all the Hollywood blockbusters we've been watching since, you know, particularly since the digital era came in, since the 80s. Um, well, came into domestic market at least. Um, they're pretty good at what they do. Um, they're pretty good at making things look real. They're 
that their acting skills still suck. Um, <laughs> but there was a bit of footage there where somebody was carrying what, you know, was supposed to look like either maybe a body or a victim of something. Yeah. It definitely looked like a mannequin to me. I don't know. I mean, I'd have to look at it again because it was just a flash, but my, my instant just, thought. <laughs> which it, is the information about fun. all of this, it just gets so overwhelmed. I'm going to take this off for a second because I want to show you. Mm. It made me think of something. I saw this video on Twitter. Also, yesterday. can I just point out while we're still here? Sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to point out that that hospital was apparently one of the only Christian hospitals. Well, the only Christian hospital. So there's something that they're showing us there as well. A little bit of signaling in, in that, perhaps. Yeah. Biden, when he gave his speech last night or in Israel and today, and he vaguely referenced how he was horrified by all of the death that happened there. He didn't clarify that the original reporting on it was not correct and is still fog of war, which made it seem very deceptive, not that he's not deceptive. And then he followed that up by asking for support for all of all, all of these mil, hundreds of millions of aid support. And when he did that in Israel, he he also said that and he alluded to this here, that he had personally seen evidence confirming who was responsible for the blast. I don't know who was responsible for it. I don't know if any of this is real, but the very fact of him saying that he's seen confirmed evidence that proves who's guilty of something is like the least credible thing from any mm -hmm. person on the planet because less than a week ago, he told the entire world that he had seen the confirmed evidence of uh, 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 photos of 40 decapitated babies which mm. we learned later, Israel, his own White House, nobody's actually seen and probably don't even exist. Mm -hmm. I mean, they almost definitely don't. Yet he still told the American public that in the world. And then he immediately said, we need hundreds of million, billions of dollars for war aid in Israel. Same pattern here. So you lose a little bit of credibility when you're such a consistent liar. Even if there is all the evidence in the world saying he's guilty, the very fact of Biden saying that he knows who's guilty makes you go, well, this guy always lies. Well, Brad, there's something they can always uh, rely on, and that is the public memory is similar to a goldfish. Yeah. Especially you know, the it way swims, they it swims around. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yes, definitely. It's probably shortened from three seconds now. Um, but it, you know, it's like a goldfish that swims around. Oh, there's a castle. <laughs> right. Oh, there's a castle. Oh, there's a castle. I, I do have Ooh, there's to say, a castle. That, like I read, <laughs> I don't know how true this is, but I read not long ago that fish have. A longer memory than we <laughs> most remember, influences, right? They have a longer <laughs> memory, which makes me really, really worry about people who've engaged in catch and release fishing in their lives. Okay, you, you go out there and this fish is swimming around with their fish family, having a regular day. To them, the top of the the waters, the sky, they don't even know there's another uh, realm of existence above that. Just like it's it's like our sky, and all yeah. of a sudden, you know, Roy the Fermament. fish. He's just snatched right out of their reality, and they're like, what the fuck happened to Roy? And then five minutes later, which is probably like a couple of years in their time, Roy just comes crashing back through their sky, and one of his eyes are dangling on his face, and he's swimming circles saying, I was abducted for the rest of his life, right? If they have memories and they listened to these fish conspiracy theorists about what happened, then... I think the fish are planning a little jihad against humanity, and we better watch out. Roy would sort of be like the goldfish messiah. Right, Roy. And he just fucking swim circles, and everybody like chant Roy, Roy. And 
I don't know. And then man. he's taken and he comes back. I mean, Messiah on a grand scale. <laughs> Stay away from the fish <laughs> is all I'm saying. This is what I wanted to show you. Uh, How did we get onto goldfish and messiahs? I'm not sure. By masturbating under the table. Oh, the, the public. Office, That's obviously. Right. <laughs> That's how we always get there. Um, yes. Here we go. Did you see this video? This is apparently, it's a, it's a video generated by something called Unreal Engine. Have you ever heard of that? <sighs> Another AI? No, I have not. I think so. They're I, breeding. I, I haven't heard of it either. Yeah, they are breeding. But this is, if this is AI babies. like a legit video, this is crazy. So I, I'm going to play it. And then for those listening, I'll describe what happened. But it's from Lauren Sutherland. And she says, fifth generation warfare, it's what it looks like. Social engineering and misinformation is the name of the game. She is right about that. And what we see is what looks like it's a 100% car she's on right fire. About that. This could be a, a, an image from next to that hospital they were just showing us on CNN. And watch this. Could be from downtown Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? What's that butt plug thing doing there? What is that pink I thing? I think the butt plug is the <laughs> editing tool. Google butt plug. It's freezing. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is we're clear on that. So I try to download these videos beforehand oh, yeah. now because the, the, the web always like jams them up. Yep. All right. Here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to download this video real quick and because I want you All to right. see this. But it basically, it looks like an editing program and it's the most realistic. I've never seen editing. It's like you're just, you know how you have paint or something on Windows and you can just yes, put a bunch MS of squiggly paint. lines? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can just erase it. It's like that, except an actual real video of a burning car and a war uh, scene. And hold on, download. Any the scene tweet? in the play. I don't know what spam I'm going to download in the process. Some leftover props from Hollywood that's now defunct, perhaps. Maybe. Could use I up mean, all those set explosives. <laughs> the ability to do all that stuff, is, you're right. It's been, you could do a lot of things in, in Hollywood. I mean, I'm in stuff where it, it looks like I'm being sucked into a portal and traveling through time. I mean, I'm, mm. I, I, I wasn't really, I don't think, unless my memory was one. Sure? But you can make anything look real. Especially, we saw in Event 201, they did all the fake newscasts. They, they do that stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very good at that. They've yeah. been doing it since, um, oh gosh, the beginning of radio. <laughs> right. Look at Orson, Orson Welles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another Here controlled you. gentleman. They're all, Orson Welles, I think he might have been part of the group that was sent 100%. around the globe as one of the World War I propagandists. Is, am I on the right timeline with Orson Welles there? I think yeah, oh, he was definitely part of the part of the big club. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me get this clip in here. That is true, David. In a digital world, anything is possible. That really is so is. true, and we must, must, must keep that at the forefront of our minds. Yeah. Question everything. Like, what if all? What if everything they're showing us is just made? What if it's all digital? Look, well, I think we're damn close. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> all deep fakes. It'd be great. It might be, and we would never know. We would never know. <laughs> Until fifty, until fifty years later, I think we're going to be. There's going to be so many propaganda books written about this point in history and, and this. So level. do I, David. 
of propaganda that's come through the digital age. The 80s, yeah, they were, they were oh, a great time. The 80s they are lived. so good. I got paid so much and did so little. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and all these wonderful lunches paid for and everything. It was great. I started my first business in the 80s. I was uh, I was a child in the Braves. Or no, oh, this, so was, the... this, was the ni- <laughs> this was the 90s, actually. The Braves <laughs> had gone to the World Series, and so I made all these uh, stuffed paper tomahawks. Very racist of me as a child. Mm, and mm, I sold right. them to neighbors who bought these ugly pieces of shit because I was just a little cute little kid. Well, you've then, done, you should have gone into politics, man. Well, I, I, I've not, I, it wouldn't have worked because you, you preyed on their feelings. Well, what I, what I did one time, cause I must've saw it on TV. Somebody paid me for this like little, this paper on both sides, tomahawk shape, paper stuffed inside of it with staples on the edge, probably dangerous. I could probably get tetanus from it. Mm. And I, I had colored it just awful, you know, not between the lines. I was not good at coloring as a kid. And they give me a dollar for this piece. I, g- I literally gave them trash oh. that is dangerous to them and could wind them up in the hospital. And they, and they paid me a dollar for it. And so I remember holding Definitely the should have gone into politics. I, I held up in the sun to see if it was not a counterfeit dollar. I was like a... I, <laughs> I remember them looking at me going, what the fuck is this kid doing? I just paid him for this piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Did they look like horses? <laughs> yeah, it turns out it was counterfeit. Had him arrested. It was great. All right. Here's the... Oh. Apparently not real video that Lauren Sutherland shared. Here's the. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Why is it shaped like a the sex? That's like. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, are we seeing the editing of this taking place in real time? Is that what's happening here? They're editing the fire yep. onto the right. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Right, so we now see I understand a video what the butt plug is doing. Got it. And this little editing tool that you know it would be an eraser, <laughs> but for some reason it's like a, a, a suppository, a purple suppository, or some sort of sex toy. Maybe mm. maybe if they're going to crop something, the the the, the thing, what we would see is a is a penis, and the, and the penis will be right. squirting lines around for the crop. I don't know mm-hmm. what sick people created this. I understand this now. It's like a pornographic eraser. <laughs> yes, it's a por- and, and if this is legit, a legit porno Photoshop. Then this is this looks no different than those bombing scenes that we just saw on CNN. It looks no different. Oh yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like we've been, we've had Hollywood, um, you know, presenting all these wonderful effects to us for years. We should not be shocked by any of this, and we should bear this in mind. So, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could really dissect this video here and see all the markers that indicate yeah. it's not real, you know? Okay. But what person just watching the news is like, I need to dissect all this for the possible markers. Yeah, I well, I do. <laughs> but I know I'm we do. Really but, yeah, <laughs> most people don't. I'm a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be weird together. Yeah. It's, oh, you yes. Tell, you tell normal normies, they say, you tell them this, they're like, come on. I'm like, dude. Yeah. They, have yep. already literally ran an AI candidate for president, and he won in, in South Korea. <laughs> South Korea, I mean, that's correct. It's already happened. And, uh, yes, Thomas, I did see that burnt baby. Well, I, I didn't actually see it, to be really honest with you. I didn't see it, but I have Wait, seen other. Uh, did you see the burnt baby that turned out to be AI Photoshop of a dog? And my mum told me about this because she had seen it. Is it a burnt And um, I also, as soon as she told me, I recalled that in Lahaina they also 
showed a photograph of a town that was burnt with a picture of a burnt dog in it. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking Ollie Demigard here, you know, symbology. I'm thinking, okay, the burnt dog is the new baby pram on its side. <laughs> it's like yeah. a fashion of symbology. I don't know. But um, just take note, if you see many more burnt dog symbology, just try to remember that they're telling each other something. <laughs> There are also have people opinion. defending the, the spreading of these pictures. Ben Shapiro shared some pictures that weren't real. There was the whole thing about the <sighs> decapitated babies. I mean, isn't it kind of wild? The president said he had seen the actual, uh, you know, decapitated baby photos, and they don't exist as far as we know. <laughs> and nobody gave a it, shit about that. You mean he lied? But, and it's not even a he, he made a mistake lie, which is how they usually try to fact check his lies. This was he <laughs> intentionally lied to yep. get people in an emotional state so that he could then ask for support for uh, uh, funding a war. And they're like, ah, oh, who gives a shit? So I, I talked about this the other day, but Snopes fact check on this. It said this. It said, even if the babies weren't decapitated and the photos weren't real, who? why does it matter? Because they're still dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to laugh at dead babies. No, I wasn't it's, laughing it's, at dead babies, okay? It totally intentionally misses the point. Like the fact, fact checks always create the straw man. The point, mm. if, if the babies are dead, I'm sure there are dead babies. There's, this whole thing, it's just like dead babies all over Twitter right now. They're everywhere. Competing dead babies. <laughs> and the point wasn't that. The point was the the president used a atrocity propaganda everybody knows it and then he made a, a specific request that in the past when it comes to the nahara thing it got us into a war that we wouldn't have otherwise gotten into when it comes like vietnam everything the same pattern has led to going to wars that in the aftermath people were disillusioned because they were conned and lied to and he just did it right in front of us and snopes is going who gives a shit atrocity propaganda is okay it, yeah. it was their conclusion to me Look, I just think that they're telling so many lies that um, the whole point of it is to make us not believe anything so that when yeah, the truth right. comes through, we're just going to go, oh, no. Nah. When Hitler starts committing his real atrocities, we won't mm. even notice it. And by Hitler, yeah. I don't mean any, any actual Nazis like the one they celebrate. I mean people Disclaimer. who they uh, just accuse of being Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, did you tag me on that? Oh, you tagged me on the photo on uh, Twitter. Okay, I'll go check it out. Stella, I'm going to read this to you, and I read this last night, but I think it's just such a revealing quote. And there's many more like this. This is from Edward Bernays' book called Public Relations. Now, pub this is one of his later books. Public Relations was a term that Edward Bernays himself coined oh, because okay. in the aftermath of World War One and during it, when the first mass – the Big propaganda organization, the, the War Propaganda Bureau in the U.S. was formed, the Committee on Public Information, which the British helped you know, inspire by trying to get us into the war. After that, propaganda got – it got a really bad name because people – they realized they'd been conned. And so people heard that word and had negative connotations. And so Edward Bernays writes about this in his book. He writes about how wonderful propaganda is for democracy. But people see the word as bad now. So in order to get around that negative feeling, he said, we're going to call it public relations now. And mm -hmm. so that's what he started calling it. And I remember asking one of my niece's friends when they were in college. And that I'm closer in age to my niece than I am my brother. So, so it's not, I wasn't like creeping around a bunch of, it's just, they were all hanging out yep. at the lake right by their college. 
and her friends were over, and one of them was like, I'm a PR, I'm a public relations major. And I asked her, and I was like, do you, have you guys uh, talked about Edward Bernays? And she's like, who's that? Who's <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker? Like, well, he's the guy, I'm like, do you know that you're studying propaganda? Like, well, what's that? And so, yeah, they don't, they don't, oh, yeah. and then they went and jumped in the lake, whatever. Go jump in the tell, lake. Don't tell people about the origin. It went jumped in the lake, no brain-eating amoebas. <laughs> I love the lake, but these stories of brain-eating amoebas keep me out of it now. I will say that. Brain-eating amoebas. Have you heard, heard stories it. like that in Australia? We get those no. all the time. Get, oh, I'll occasionally, occasionally they'll bring some sort of flesh-eating thing to the forefront, or brain-eating, or whatever. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, another it's one. Like somebody yeah, goes swimming with their friends, <laughs> and they come out, and then three weeks later, their two two of their legs and their arms have fallen off, and half of their skin they look like Joe Biden's face, and their it's brains like, are coming out their nostrils. That's right. Yeah, so that's the lesson. Quite there. gross. Here's what he says in this book, public relations, and he's talking about the critics of the war propaganda effort to take the United States from neutral to being uh, rabidly pro-war in World War I. He says, critics charged the sometimes uh, critics charged that sometimes the Committee on Public Information, the Creel Committee, their volunteers got hysterical with their propaganda is what. But after all the hysteria was uh, but after all the hysteria was generally prevalent at the time. Because of them, it was. Reports that the Germans were beast and Huns were generally accepted. The most fantastic atrocity stories were believed. After the war was, after the war, there was widespread disillusion with and reaction against propaganda. The American people resented their own wartime gullibility. Mm. I just think that that's something to remember right now. But you know, it's only remembered for a very short time. For a short time. It's like, <laughs> only the other side does it. I always yeah. spot propaganda. That, that's that's the whole reason it works is because people refuse to accept that, that they could be had or, or gotten. Mm, that's what they say. It's easier to fool a man that he's what is it? <laughs> it's easier to yeah, well, come on. Just, you know, who, yeah, you know the one. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's easier to fool some. Easier idiot. to fool a man than it is to idiot. convince him he's been fooled. One idiot's dumber than the other. Fool the easiest one to fool. That's what that's what uh, Joe Biden's father used to say. Yes. All right. Brain eating amoebas. Brain eating amoebas. <laughs> yeah, the brain eating amoebas thing. That's those are terrible stories. Look at this picture. Can you see this? The Atlanta Constitution. Oh wow. Where Look did you get that? I going through my parents' house. We're trying to get their house ready to say, sell. <gasps> And uh, I found and this. I found a bunch of old articles. This is from 1963. It's a really great photo of 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 Oswald oh Lee Harvey gosh. Oswald after he was killed in, in police custody. And looking at that photo, it's almost like the photographer was set up, and they're just looking. <laughs> they're like, "Are you going <laughs> to shoot him or not?" I got the perfect angle, yeah. man. Okay, focus is set. Go. <laughs> I mean, what a perfect shot. Yeah, that they have yeah. on on. Oswald. Nobody's in the way. There's nobody. Fuzzy or out of focus. Yeah, no. Absolutely. That's what they do all the time. In fact, that's a good way to, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. That's a good way to um, uh, spot a lot of propaganda is the fact that uh, just have a look at the fact that um, what you're seeing in front of you is all very well set up. There's no, there's nobody sort of in the way. Everything's in focus. It's all sort of like a movie or sort of, you know, like yeah. a setup. Yeah. Um, so just remember that. Um, although I, I I do notice some of the setup crew are actually wising up to that sort of thing, and they're 
they're trying to make things look like they're not setups, if you know what I mean. So, in what um, way do you have any, any examples in mind? Like, yeah, like camera shake and things like that. Sort of, they'll, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, you know what I mean? Like, sort of make it look like, oh, this is on the move and it's all very spontaneous, but like, it's not uh, because it's very contrived camera shake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the horror movie from like in... 25 years ago? Blair Witch, yeah. Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, they've even got um, video filters, I think, I believe. Uh, not that I've sort of Probably. delved into that, but there are video filters that make, create camera shake so that it does look on the go. Uh, so, yeah, nothing much is real unless it's you can touch it and poke it. <laughs> if you can't even, poke its eyes out, then, it's not real. <laughs> were, were you listening to the show the other day when we were talking about the – the guy who worked for a, a funeral home and his job was to go pick up dead bodies and, and transfer them to the funeral home. And then when you he and died, Ian? do what? Yeah. Was that you and Ian? It was me yeah, and Ian. So. And, and this guy, when he, this funeral home guy, when he got to this house and he went to go get the dead body next to the dead body on the bed was oh, yes. a, a sex doll. <laughs> yeah. Which apparently this guy saw and was like, I'm mm. coming back later for that because he, he took the yeah. body away contrived a story on the way called the police to try and get authorization or whoever does the authorization hey i need to get that sex doll out of there so we can get it back and do a dna sampling test of it and they thought that was a weird request and they said no and so then he went back and he broke in with like a you know a heavy tool because there was locks on it and had sex with this sex doll that this other guy had died having sex with i guess it's just yeah, like that's a great idea, like on so many levels. Like, man, it's just like, God, I've always wanted to fuck a sex doll that killed someone else. Now, look, if he's the guy that goes and collects dead bodies, God help those bodies because I can't imagine what happens. Oh but God, anyway, right. that's, that's a horrible thing to think, really. Yeah, so what has this guy gotten True. away with? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like if, it's, if a sex doll is something new, it's like, oh, you're a bit sick of the necrophilia, are you? Or, you know, let's move on. Let's, let's move up. So I don't know what's worse. Dying, up the sex dolls. Dying, it, it, had doing it with a sex doll or, or dying masturbating. I don't know which one would be. Just dying sucks generally, I think. It does <laughs> I don't suck. know what you're doing. But, but in those circumstances, now you put it on your family to have the conflicting feelings about oh. I'm mourning. I mean, what, what, do they, what, are, what sort of epitaph are you asking for? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have a, a, a question for you, Stella. I was thinking about this the other day. I can't remember how it came up. It's just this whole identity politics applied to nations. It is a nation. Uh, Russians are all like this. Uh, Australians are all like this. Americans are all like this. And they, they were generalizing, I'm sure it was on CNN or MSNBC, about the, the character of one individual by branding like a whole country or vice versa. And I, I was thinking about that and I'm like, what do people do people? I'm sure they do from their propaganda, but I, I want to know from you because I don't talk to a lot of people from other countries. You, know, my, I, you and like five friends I had from college who I haven't talked to in years. That's that's the extent of my uh, um, my cultural diversity when it comes to the globe. international entourage of friends. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so. I, I don't have I, when, I don't have a I don't go, oh, Stella's Australian first. And then who, uh, that's not, I don't think of if I thought uh, of all Australians in one way, then Australia would be called Stella to me. <laughs> right. Okay. Because I don't, I don't think not. of you as like, oh, oh, there's that Australian person who are all like, I've never thought that way ever. You're just a, a, a cool person who we um, 
obnoxious so meat pie eater. Yeah, we're, we're both obnoxious and ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> But we we, like, we get along. We have similar interests. It's, it's never I've never in my brain put the fact that you're Australian as your mm. identifying factor uh, above you. But I, I wonder because you talk to oh I I totally hear you, Yankee. Well, you talk to more Americans, <laughs> I I think that because you do a lot a lot of then I do Australians true. And uh, <laughs> do <laughs> I, I, do you? Is there a general pers- uh, perspective that? people in Australia have of uh, the stereotypical American? Uh, not so much these days. I think that sort of thing, that sort of thinking was probably more around a couple of decades ago, to be really honest, like if we want to analyse this honestly. Um, probably multiculturalism has killed that. Um, yeah, pretty much all I can say about it. I mean, like, Oh, you know, if you really want to hear the truth, (laughs) and I'm sorry, Americans, but you are kind of, you kind of had a bit of a obnoxious loudmouth kind of thing going on there, but I don't think that's, uh, well, yeah. It's true. It's true. It's not, it's not true. As I said, that was a couple of decades ago. We've grown up now. So, yeah. (laughs) Right. No, but um, that's, yeah, generalizations are just, you know. Schmenralizations, <laughs> it's like generalized schmenralize. Um, yeah, it's just dumb because yes, identity politics at, at, and, a, at a nation level. Individuals is, are everywhere, right? Yeah. And when you start, when you view people as the group, and then it enables the propagandists to characterize the entire group as the worst person they can find in that group and say is in that group, and that's how. <sighs> Although I must admit, when I did travel, the one time I traveled, which was going to Egypt. And uh, grief on the way. Did you go to the border? Did they let you pass through? I was like a walking specimen. People just used to come up and touch my skin because it was so white. It was really weird. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I I do. I share those experiences. I'm very pale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And quite blonde at the time. Um, But uh, I can't quite remember what I was going to say now. (laughs) Anyway, we'll move on. You're saying you were in Egypt and we were talking about. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes. And uh, I must admit, like, nothing intended here, but the loudest guy on the back of the bus was American. It just so happens. <laughs> it's like, shut up. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I always have to speak at 11 decibels instead of I nine. I would not be running my mouth if I was in Egypt uh, in the, on the back <laughs> of a bus. I would be like, how the fuck did I get here? Somebody get me home. That's probably what I would be like. <laughs> yeah. Three weeks was enough. So I saw the, the, the photo of the dog I'm looking at right now. I was going to share it, but it. It is graphic, so so I'm not. But it does look it yeah, it's AI technology and it looks like a burnt dog and people were sharing it. That's 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 the real problem. It's AI. Right. So well, you definitely how did that get um uncovered? Or is that an assumption? I, I don't know. I, I, I like I, I I'm just looking at it. I don't know. I have no idea. So you're not gonna share it visually, you think that's a bad idea? It's just re- I can share it, it's just Well, if I we know it's, it's fa- fake. I think it's fake, but if anybody who has doesn't want to see what looks like yeah. a dog that's Good call. burnt to a crisp, but then then turn away. Look away now. For I'm off the kids. Minute. Yeah. Even though it is fake, you still don't want to have that if you don't. So I'm going to show it now. I'm going to give yep. you about five seconds. And I'm I'm it. an animal lover, so um, but I'm ready for this in the sense that I don't believe any of it's true. So All well. right. there's a puppy, and there's the. And it says I'm raising awareness to the following uh, information because it's absolutely crucial that everyone understands. Why the did they put war. a puppy there? I, I don't know. I don't understand any of the context That's of that. Freaking twisted. Yeah, I don't know. It, That's it, it is just twisted. weird, man. But I you're have... right, man. It is just 
propagandizing to make people believe nothing, which we already should not trust them. But oh, Thomas says I was saying it was a baby. Yeah, how how could that be a baby? How could it be? Look, it looks like a just a burnt chard. It could be anything. It could you could have bought a bunch of charcoal from Home Depot and yeah, scattered it totally. around. The, just the like what came out of the barbecue the night before. The, everybody's been trained to be. Uh, uh, they they not only have not woken people up to some of the deeper levels of propaganda. Some of the more surface levels are exposed. A lot of people are seeing that. But they have convinced a large number of people that it's morally necessary to become a propagandist for the state themselves individually and share things that they know aren't real because it speaks to a bigger truth and it stops evil. That, that, that's it's yeah, the same that's... type of freaking thing they've done for hundreds of years. It's just more modern technology. That's how twisted and inverted things have become, isn't it? Where they can literally tell you that we are lying to you, but it's all for the greater good. You know, I mean, like. Yeah. I'll go lie to your friends. Is, is I mean, they're being so blatant and so in your face. And yet, I mean, they must be laughing with their cigars, you know, sitting in their cigar lounge later, just going, oh, God, can you believe how yeah. stupid these people are? Laughing with one shot another cigar up their showing. ass. Yeah, yeah. Another, sick. Another Google butt plug. I mean, like, oh, it's just so blatant. If people can't see it by now, it's just sad. Stella, I sent you That's this. It's the zombie image. apocalypse. <laughs> it, it, it does kind of feel like that sometimes. I want to get your comment on this. There was, a, and this is a, a, a change of subject, a, a, like a right turn on change Please. of subject. But it was a list of the, the sexiest accents and the least sexy accents oh, yeah. <laughs> in the world. And, and coming in at number one, I sent you the image, was Australian. Is that. Blimey, mate. I mean, <laughs> wow, I can't even do the show anymore. My God. Line up. I'll sign you. <laughs> um, look, yeah. If anyone wants their breast signed, just please let me know. Uh, look, <laughs> Joe, Biden. Joe Biden would like his breast signed. I think that needs to be fact checked. I really do. I mean, blow me down. Put a stick of prawn on the Barbie and, you know, I mean, you could knock me over with a feather, mate. God, you have to see <laughs> the blood is all. <laughs> I think people like accents that are that are from other countries. I think that when some of them are not really good. Like I don't think anybody's like I get so fucking hot when I hear Mandarin. I don't think there's too many people. <laughs> Mandarin. Yeah. Uh, I don't so think anybody's ever Mandarin. said that ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, speak that brutish Mandarin to me, or, or you know, I, I I don't know about Spanish. Spanish, I think, can be can be sexy. French yeah. depends who's talking it. Really, I mean, <laughs> right, it's talk, right. spoken by a sexy totally. gentleman. Well, you know, yeah, it's sexy. <laughs> when I when I was in spring break in college, sweating. I, I knew I liked yeah. I liked British, I liked Australian accents, and I could do a British accent for like maybe a minute and a half or so at the time. I couldn't keep it up. Are you doing I, it now? No, I'm not doing it now. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Although British, although if you, when you start to get real southern, you can start to kind of sound like a British person. They can kind of merge <laughs> together. But what I would do, I remember doing this in spring break. We we met these girls, and I, they my, you know, they entered, gave their names, and I and I was like, I told them my name. I just was talking about this. It, it's probably, they asked me what part of, of the country I was from. Where I, I would have no idea because it's a very generic. I just they probably watch, wouldn't either. I just watched Jack Sparrow, and that's what you're getting right now to the, mm -hmm. the like you know, and. I, I knew that I couldn't keep it up for very long, but they were. Yeah, I know you're probably thinking, "Oh, that was a bad idea." Now but, I'm. But committed. they liked it, so they were really into it, and, and they're like giggling. The reason I I 
was on to this is because my, my college buddies who were from Norway, the chicks loved his freaking accent. And I'm mm-hmm. like, the, the German accent, not, not as much, but the, the <sighs> Norwegian. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of people coughing up loogies to say Hamas all the time, by the way. <laughs> but I knew the accent thing was something on spring break. And so mm-hmm. I saw that they were into it, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I can, I can do your accent. I can do an American accent if you want. And they were like, oh, my God, do it, do it. So, <laughs> so I just, after doing like a couple minutes of bridge, I just started talking like myself for the rest of the night. And they're like, you're so good at doing that American accent. <laughs> you should have gone into propaganda, man. Yes, probably, probably, but. Just... So Thomas says uh, the Native American straight from the res is the sexiest. I can't huh. – I don't think I've ever heard that, so I, I can't really imagine it. That's interesting. What I'd about upspeak? Is that an accent? Is that a sexy accent? Upspeak? What's that? We need to go and end this war. So they every everything oh, right. okay. ends with a question mark almost yeah. or just a high-pitched thing, which yep. is kind of common for Gen – was it Z? The, the younger generation, so like AOC type speak. Okay, I I knew a I knew an American guy in um in Tasmania, and he used to speak like that. It was I I, I remember thinking, oh, this must be a, I think he was sort of based in New York area. Would that make sense? Maybe. Do they do, they do the up to well, up speak kind of thing? So I read this article the other day about how the Southern accent is dying and everybody's turning into the California up speak accent because of the younger generation. So maybe TV. it's all merging into one. But a New, a New Yorker talking like this all the time. He's always not sure what he's saying. Maybe maybe that's true. I can see that. Usually it's kind of like this valley girlish, almost California-like thing. It's like one that's world accent. One world accent, right. It's all going to be the most annoying bitch we all know. It's going to be the accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Oh, dear, oh, dear. So on that list, the, I can't remember what was the worst accent, but... Number six on probably Mandarin, like a redneck. I don't think I think that Southern American they had ranked as worse than Mandarin. I'm like bullshit. Oh no, I like the Southern. I like the Southern accent. (laughs) That's not bad. French fries and shit like that. Yeah, that sounds like somebody asking you to get in their dirty, rusty truck. And it's okay. Your mom's getting my fine. dirty, rusty truck, ma'am. Hey, hey, come on over here. Your mama said she wanted me to pick you up from school. <laughs> Which bit would you like me to pick up first, ma'am? Yeah, I, I think I it's know. all. I think it's all because of Matthew McConaughey. I think they got tired of his "all right, all right, all right" shtick, <laughs> right, and they decided. All right, all right. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I disagreed with that. So, Stella, anything else on your mind? Before we get out of here, I, I'll talk about anything. All, all I had prepared was to go through that and then just bullshit. But I, I am more than willing to hang out and, and talk if you got anything that's going on over there, just whatever. Um, no, I didn't really have a lot prepared in the three minutes of notice. So, <laughs> what's the most interesting thing that's happened to you uh, in recent memory? Can, do you get, is that is that like a good to trigger? me personally or Australia? <laughs> well, I would say either one. You personally, I, I, that, but my, that, you know, people don't always like to get personal. I have a new friend. Really? The lizard. Is it the lizard? Stumpy. <laughs> my eastern water dragon. This I is uh, the highlight of my life in the last couple of weeks. Stella has trained a water dragon. Stella knows how to talk <laughs> to I speak reptiles. Lizards. Yeah. So you, there you is can hope be yet. a link. You can talk to all oh, these I fucking know. lizards trying to rule the, the world because you found the way to, to reach them. 
I am starting at Lismore and working my way up in Lizard World. And you know so. they're going to be super horny for that accent. <laughs> they're horny back lizards. <laughs> yeah. So Stella sends these videos of like, so, I, you know, my dog can sit and shake. Stella's like, here's a video of me having a lizard sit, shake, roll over and making me iced tea. I'm like, what the fuck were you doing to this thing? <laughs> yep. Where's well, a little apron and everything. It's really it's cute. very impressive. The Phillies lost. Yes, David. I hate the Phillies. <laughs> that should not make me that happy, but I, I don't like it. Stella. That's like live on air excitement. Just, it that was, was organic. It was organic. That was you know what contrived. I did for like an hour the other day after the Braves lost? I wish I could just, you know, delete this thing from my mind where I cared about any of this. But they lost to this team, the Phillies, who, by the way, the Phillies turned away uh, somebody who came to the game a couple of weeks ago because they said that they were trying to go into the game with their their therapy, their lizard. You know, you have your therapy dog, that is oh, therapy yeah. alligator yeah. and these these obnoxious <laughs> assholes from Philadelphia who don't realize you can actually talk to, to alligators. Therapy alligator. Yeah, they kicked them out. So fuck Philadelphia. Oh, I spent an hour tweeting at this one guy on their team who's like one of their best players about how I was like, this is the only time in my life I'm excited to use identity politics. And I tweeted about how he's he's a bigot who hates non-speaking English immigrants and he's willing to get the whole city of Philadelphia to, to uh, um, oppress them. And, and I just made up all these stories of how Bryce Harper is racist and a bigot because – what is propaganda exists in, in sports also. And, and what happened with the Braves is there was a story after the, the Braves lost the playoff series. It's a best of five series. The first team to win three games wins the series. Braves lost the first game. They won the second game in very dramatic fashion. And part of the reason they won the second game is because the best player on the other team, he made a mistake on the base pass and he overran a base when he shouldn't have. And he got doubled off. And the, the story was that this Braves player, was in the locker room after the game, dancing around, going, attaboy Harper, mocking this guy Bryce Harper for making a stupid base running mistake. And that was taken from somebody, some journalist, I think it was this chick who was in the Braves locker room doing interviews. She's the one who went to the (laughs) Phillies locker room. She's Bryce. She she told a guy, or, or... she apparently told a guy who was a Philadelphia fan, and it's a game of telephone, and then he goes and tells the Philadelphia uh, clubhouse. He, he, he says, the Braves are mocking you. Here's what they did. And this becomes a rallying call and a main news story. And this guy, Bryce Harper, in the next game, hit two home runs, right? And as he's running around the bases, the Braves shortstop, who is this guy who had been accused of making fun of the guy who, who hit the home run, he slows down. And Bryce Harper, look, Bryce Harper, if there was ever an insurrection at the Capitol, which is a propaganda store, but if there was, Bryce Harper looks like a guy who would have let it, okay? He's got jacked up, you know, teeth. He's a, a brute, brute. He's a big guy. <laughs> jacked up teeth. Yeah. And he's got this beard. And he looks like I would cast him as, as a bigot in a movie, all right? Uh-huh. And he runs by and he just stares down. The Braves shortstop, who is from Venezuela, like he wants to murder him. And he does it twice, and then the entire Philadelphia stadium is saying, fuck you, to this shortstop, which they did the next game as well. And you could see the guy yelling at people in the stands. And what was interesting to me about the story when I first heard it was the fact that he was accused of saying these English statements to mock this Bryce Harper guy. And this Braves player, Orlando Arcia, doesn't speak a word of English. (laughs) 
Really? He doesn't speak a fucking word of English. And you can see wow. in the interviews, people are asking him about the, the... He doesn't know why the fuck Bryce Harper is running around the bases threatening to kill him. Oh, wow. You think so that they I, could have hired an interpreter for the poor guy? Look, I, it's a great move that whoever did it, they they pretty... They, they do have an interpreter. That's how you know. I've never some of the interp- some of the guys can speak a little bit of English, and then the interpreter takes over. Never heard Arcia say a word in English ever. Mm-hmm. They planted a story to try to rile up this other team, and it worked. I wish somebody would have done it for the Braves, but it shows you propaganda can play anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I went on a rampage of um, acting like I'm Stacey Abrams and accusing Bryce Harper. <laughs> I can see the resemblance of being a bigot who wants to kill or who who wants to deport. All non-English-speaking baseball players, because he, he did. It's like if you take this in a political context, you have this white guy who looks like a, a redneck who is turning an entire city against a non-English-speaking immigrant who doesn't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> God, poor guy. That's oh, my goodness. That, yeah. It's but, just baseball. You know? I will say this, though. I wish the Braves excited. had Bryce Harper. Everybody yeah. just calm down, all right? Just Right. So... <laughs> Joan Rivers. I had another parallel to, uh, yeah, Joan Rivers. Rest <laughs> in peace, Joan Rivers. Thank to you. baseball with a story about going around in our media about how dare Trump say that Hezbollah or the terrorists are smart, which is totally taken out the of the H-word. Yeah, they, they act like tr- Trump was was saying that the terrorists are brilliant. He loved that, he loved that they killed babies. He thought that was <laughs> he a brilliant loves everyone. When what he was yeah. really saying is, the military needs to be careful because these people aren't stupid. They need to respect the, the people they're fighting so that they don't get defeated. It was just very obvious what he was actually saying. Yeah. And it's incredible how they twist things, isn't it? I mean, yeah. And they make the mainstream. Twistier than a strand of DNA. Not only that, but they make the mainstream perspective the dumbest fucking perspective that anyone could. Anybody with this perspective is going to immediately die in any conflict because Chris Christie's going. You don't you don't praise terrorists. You, you don't call them smart. So so I guess the thinking is you should always treat these people you're in a fight with, in a war with, as though they're really stupid, and that's how you should prepare and just hope you're not wrong. Because if they're smart, you're fucked. And you should never treat them as though they're smart and prepare that way. Which one would be worse to be wrong about? That they're that they're smart or stupid? It's obvious, and they want you to take this fucking illogical position that you should always pretend your enemies are stupid and just hope you're right. <laughs> well, they clearly do. Um, I mean, they just constantly spill out a bunch of rubbish, which is just so unbelievable. And yet this people bullshit. still keep believing it. Yep. So it's almost yep. like there's, it's almost like language is being honed down too. It's like, you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't totally. think this, you can't think that. So that uh, there's going to be a one world language of, you know, you got your 15-minute cities. I think we're going to have our 15-word languages. You know, if you go outside that language, you're going to be yeah, oppressed. With Twitter speak and stuff and emojis, people are speaking through emojis. Mansplainer, I, I see you said, mm. yo, is this thing live on Rockfin? We are on Rockfin right now. Are we Are we not? I think we're still live on here. Should be. It, it already happened if you're talking about his speech, so it's earlier in, in this. But the parallel with baseball is, I, you know, I don't like that Bryce Harper guy. But he's a fucking badass player. I wouldn't well, just go up there. That's all that really matters in baseball, isn't it? <laughs> Do what? That's all that really matters in baseball. That's what all that should matter in baseball right. is how they play, not you, what they you, say. If you're playing against Michael Jordan and somebody says, Michael Jordan's really great, are they going to be like, you never say that about your enemy? 
Like, no, you better prepare for Michael Jordan to be great or you're going to get like 80 points dropped on you. Yeah. Just pretend he's not that tall. Emoji. Yeah. Pretend he's two foot eight, like Biden's uh, security yeah. forces Emoji. he had on the train. <laughs> Emoji is going to be the one world language, says Tom. It, it, it could be, man. It really could be. Smiley it, face. And everything is everything is just injected with uh, you know rhetoric and 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 emotion. Even oh, yeah, the, the, the get it really wrong words. in text. Yeah, <laughs> right. So te- it's never it, unless unless you put lol after everything, you can really piss people off. <laughs> so no, I've found. and even even I don't do the thumbs up anymore. Cause I noticed this a while ago because I started seeing thumbs up and I'm I'm like, are they being sarcastic or are they serious right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You you second know? guess everything, right? Uh, and, and because sometimes I would use the thumbs up sarcastically, and I'm like, you know, I need to stop using it mm. if I'm not going to be clear about the way it's being used. But however, if you try to just be straightforward and really clear, that uh, that can is also taken out of context. Uh, I, it's like, I, I, oh, yeah. that's a bit a bit gruff, isn't it? <laughs> I, I do the same thing. What did you mean by that? I'll I'll say something okay. and I'll be like, did I? Did somebody think I meant something else? And I'll just be like, look, let me explain, just so you. Don't <laughs> let me just explain that full stop, or that yes. exclamation mark. Yes. I didn't mean it in this context. It's like, <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, like, it's all. With just, it. just give me a smiley face and a thumbs up, and we'll move on. Yeah, just let me. Just please, please give me a smiley face so I can move on with my day. I didn't get a smiley face. Oh my god, I, no, my day is ruined. Up. It's like not the thumbs up, you sarcastic asshole. <laughs> I just don't give me the peach. Whatever you do, don't give me yeah. the peach. And then they're going to the FBI and reporting their former friends because they misinterpreted a thumbs up on a text and they thought they were in a fight with them. That's how this, you peach this me. stuff works. Yeah. It's, is that like impeaching Trump? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. But that language, though, the the media leads the way on this when they intentionally misinterpret things that have a very obvious meaning, you know? (laughs) Thank you, Thomas. (laughs) They they have to, there's the peach. They have to look at explanations. (laughs) I appreciate that, Peach. That are very obvious. Like the explanation, if you watch Trump talking about uh, they're smart, it's very obvious what the explanation is, just like it's very obvious when Trump was asked about Russia and he says, Russia, if you're watching, please find Hillary's email. is a joke based on what somebody asked, and every sane person knows that. And in order to not accept that interpretation, you have to look at that obvious interpretation and say, I choose not to take that. And then you have to go find the least likely interpretation and accept that as the most obvious one. And that's what the media has done for like seven years. It's flipped reality on its head. Yeah, well, things still have to be examined, and I I actually am very happy about that. Never <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Don't critical think whenever you do. I'd like to see a news program that is actually non no words, just brought to you by emojis. That <laughs> <laughs> would be fun. It'd probably be the top news channel. It'd it probably break, would. You know, breaking news and then just, the, <laughs> just like the lots of peaches. And, and it always ends. Every little news ends with the, the exploding head emoji because everything's crazy all the time. Yep, 100%. I have an idea. Oh, you're not even allowed to use 100% emoji anymore because the ADL said that that's anti-Semitic. It's racist, anti-Semitic. It is. It's on their website, seriously. How is that anti-Semitic? Something to do with white people and white males. Yep. 
I, it's beyond me, but it's on their fucking website. ADL.org. Yep. Go to ADL.org. Hang on, I might have to do this so I can direct you where to go. I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> um, let's see now. I think it's resources from memory. Is that like, so like 100%? God, I'm going to have ADL.org in my history, like, that's pretty sus. Good, good <laughs> over news, and over again. <laughs> good news, Billy. You got a hundred on the test. You got an A, but you got an anti-Semitic A. Okay, so resources. And this is the ADL's then, website. Yep, adl.org. And then up the top, there's a few pages. So you go to resources. Oh, resources. Yep. Right. And then you go down to I think it's eight hate symbols database. God, this pretty sure that was it. So full of shit. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> It's the very first one, hate symbol. Hate symbols database. 100% is shorthand for 100% white among white supremacists. It is also common to create alphanumeric variations to proclaim solidarity with a particular white supremacist group or gang, such as 112%, whatever that is. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of any of this. Yeah. <laughs> Have a look at them. It's It's interesting to see what they class as. There's variations abound. Some white supremacists will refer to them as a 101% white, for example. Occasionally, the percentage 123%. Are there any percentages that aren't anti I know. It's just pretty much all, all the prime numbers. Um, number 13. Let me read this one. The number 13 is a numeric symbol for the Aryan Circle, the large Texas-based racist prison gang. Substituting letters for numbers, 1 and 3, equals A and C, uh, i.e., a, C, or Aryan circle. From this derives several variants such as 113% for 100% Aryan circle or 136 for Aryan circle forever. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. I believe you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this is these are so these explanations are so convoluted. The number 13. Uh, look at this. The, we have all right, hate symbol. The numbers one through eleven are hate symbol. The number twelve is a hate symbol. A, a, num a numeric symbol for the Aryan Brotherhood group. The number 13 is a hate symbol. Are, are we not, we can't use numbers anymore? As well. <laughs> hey, uh, I got a dozen apples. You got a dozen apples, yeah. you fucking anti Semite. Racist bastard. Number 14 is a hate symbol. How can you be a serious organization when you're just listing numbers numerically? <laughs> And finding some weird explanation, you can tie anything to anything if you want. You can find the weirdest fucking yeah. person in the weirdest prison who has decided that they like something they see in mainstream culture and make it their own and then brand that thing as the crazy person instead of just saying one person uses it in a weird way. That's, that's the whole fucking thing with identity politics, too. Let's find the fucking most insane person who has adopted something or used something once, and then we'll say that mm. everybody who's ever used it is exactly yeah. like them. Tar everything with the same brush. Number 38 is racist. 33 stroke 6. The number 33 is used by Ku Klux Klan. Adherence <laughs> to signify the Ku Klux Klan. Since the 11th letter of the alphabet oh, is K, I three see. Ks signify KKK. Right, and it doesn't, doesn't mention the off. Illuminati <laughs> usage of that, only the, the anti-Semitic usage of that. Yeah. 88, 9%, ACAB, it's racist, advanced white. It's funny, isn't it? Because 88 is a very, very lucky number if you're an Asian. Oh, really? Mm. The number 8 is a lucky number, and 88 and 888 are considered very lucky. It's like the eternity symbol on its uh, vertically 
placed as opposed to horizontal. And um, I can't remember the other reasons. There's some reasons. I don't know. <laughs> Whatevs. Uh, look, I'm, I believe I, you. I need to get a job. Yeah, the it sounds so beautiful. I think the ADL has people and staff that sit around all day and their job is, here's just a list of numbers and words. Find, figure out how they're anti-Semitic. It's just a creative exercise is all it is. It could be fun. Make anything racist. Yeah. Yeah. Public, make, yeah. make everything not great again. <laughs> oh. I think people are a little tired of the racist shit for the most part. But there's something else I wanted yeah. to ask you. Well, that, I mean, the pendulum has to swing back. So people are going to get very tired of it and very and getting tired, tired of, of it, it is racist. Did you know that? That's also <laughs> racist. You must stay tired of everything. So Stella, we'll make sure that you do. <laughs> tell everybody where they can hear you on uh, a regular basis. Oh, those poor bastards. Um, Union of the Unknowns is Union of the Unknowns is um, where I hang out the most. And we do Not Your Mama's News, which is a once a week news broadcast, laughing in the face of tyranny or exposing silly things and stuff. Um, and uh, Easy Peasy Podcast, WTF Forum, that happens regularly once a week on a Sunday night for you folks. Monday morning for me. If people don't realize, what time is it where you are right now? Currently, it is 12.35 and 53 seconds. Yes, 9.35 p.m. here. I don't know the second. I don't have a, a second clock. But check, and that's check during the out. day, by the way, not midnight. Yes, yes. Yeah, which it's, you know, it's, that's like you're, that's doing a show during the day. That's, I like doing shows at night. Sometimes I'll do them in the morning, but I, I just, the feel of the night makes me want to get more conspiratorial and, and dive down rabbit holes. So. Oh, I, I just live in a rabbit hole constantly. <laughs> you so. wake up and, and jump into one? It's a dark place. <laughs> cool. check, so check the shows out. They're fun shows. A lot of good people on there. Stella, thanks for helping me out and, and having some fun here. That picture you sent me of the Tin Man, is that one that you did? <laughs> no. No, unfortunately, it was not one of my genius pieces. I mean, it was a genius piece that was not one of mine. That's what I meant to say. I was trying to pull it up, but it's on my phone. I don't, I don't have it. No, so, please don't. <laughs> it's, it's the Tin Man uh, bed with some WD-40. You know, it was funny. I mean, look, I found it quite funny because I had just been using WD-40 the previous day, so it kind of yeah, it was all yes, for, fresh. Yeah, for in the my... actual reasons, you're supposed to use WD-40. <laughs> yeah, for actual reasons. Which the Tin Not Man tin would man argue reasons. he actually needs it also. So he was using it for actual reasons as well. Yeah. So, okay, so <laughs> all right. Stella, thank you for having thank you. me. Did that hurt you? I thought that was so funny. I wanted to share it on Twitter. I love, <laughs> I love, like, I don't have much. So, especially in the cancel culture, might not be great, but there's not much. Nothing offends me really. I, I, I <laughs> well past that. That was somewhere so, back so, in not 2019, I think, was being offended. Yeah, I, I. I I'm okay with people. Uh, not that that was. I thought that was like actually really, really funny. But people who do edgy humor and try to do edgy shit, I think sometimes maybe don't go on stage and shout the N-word. People have tried that. It's not funny. It doesn't work. It's not a good idea. But mm. people try shit. doesn't offend me. And people then I think it's uh, I think it's good for people to express ideas to an extreme and be okay with it and not put every single word of it on the ADL's hate, hate watch list. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I think I was thinking about this. It's like um, they're wearing people's resilience down. Really? Um, yep. 
that's what I feel. It's like they're they're making everyone into sensitive little pansies by telling them that they should be offended at everything, and and it's working sadly because the new generation, like we we know better because we have lived in a different world previously, you know, so we can compare it. Whereas as they know, uh, each generation, which is considered between fifteen and thirty years, um, they're going to be a new generation of their thinking. So it's a long term goal, and I'm seeing it happen. Yeah, it actually does happen. We think it's pretty silly and outrageous, and it can't ever get that bad. But because they're born into it, they don't know any difference. So that's how they're conditioned to get what they want. Fortunately, yeah. many of them put their pronouns in their profile, signaling to you that they're going to accuse somebody of something, and you should never hire them. Hmm. But hmm. they might get wise to that and start taking them out. There, there was a story about one of these. I don't know if it's a Black Lives Matter organization, but it, it was it was a DEI, I think organization and he had hired a bunch of people that were had been conditioned to just use identity politics and accuse people of shit and the whole thing imploded because they were all just accusing everybody who worked there everybody was the same and everybody (laughs) needed to be mad at everybody else (laughs) way to go to destroy a business yeah and i think that's inevitable and there was a story of this baseball player who played for the dodgers a few years back, he was a really great pitcher, and he ended up getting kicked out of the league, suspended for a year. Now he plays in China. Nobody would sign him because of these, se- these hashtag me too sexual harassment claims from this chick that he denied. And then after the court case played out, and ultimately a couple of years later, this just happened recently, it was, it was dismissed with prejudice, which means that the, the girl can't bring the case again because she was so full of shit is basically what, what that means. And I, I think that I think that with prejudice means you can't bring it back. If I'm wrong on that, correct me, but I think that's what it means. Then he went to YouTube after this was all over and he showed the text messages that were revealed in court that nobody they, they tried to ban him from seeing these text messages before. And he, she had accused him of choking her and, and beating her up and, you know, leaving a, a black eye and, you know, basically raping her. And she was trying to get all this money out of him. But all these text messages revealed that before any of this happened, she was in like a, a chat with her friends saying, I bagged me a baseball player who has a $51 million contract. Uh, yeah. And they were, how, how are you going to get that money? I just need him to choke me. <laughs> and, and there was a video of her lying in bed with him while he's asleep and she's recording herself and showing him in bed and smiling and sending it to her friends on the day she claims that she woke up with bruises and he had raped and beaten her. And it just showed that everything she said about it was a lie. And this guy's career got, I mean, the guy's out of baseball. He was at the top of his game when it happened. He might've been the best pitcher in the league. He's not playing anymore. He's playing in China. And yet this woman she should be prosecuted for shit like this. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, she's either one of the most stupid people in the planet or that was a setup because why would you why would you text or why would you put anything onto the internet if you're that way inclined to be nefarious? I think she, I, I think she was stupid. It. Really? It came out, yeah, I think she was stupid. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I, I agree with you that there's there are a lot of like, very stupid people out there, but I don't know. Yeah. It's propaganda. And, yeah. I would like to know more about that situation in the sense of what was that guy doing or talking about? What was his thing at the time? Did someone try to shut him up for some reason? Maybe. You know, I'd have to look at He didn't seem like he was that public of a, of a person. 
So, mm. but I could be wrong about that. But if I had to guess, don't know what goes on. Yeah. Political leanings would probably be <laughs> against the narrative. But John Rocker was the OG of cancel culture. You're right, Ashley. Yeah, definitely canceled all sorts of really good things like yeah. natural therapies and hemp. Do you know who uh, John Rocker is? John Rockefeller. I think oh, John I'm pretty sure that's what she's talking no, about. No, no, no. She's talking. I think she's talking about John Rocker, who was a pitcher for the Braves. Oh, OK. <laughs> Sorry. Dumb, he was a, dumb Aussie. He, he was a closer <laughs> for the Braves in the 90s. And the dude at the time, he threw, he threw over 100 miles an hour. And he was just when they would call him in from the bullpen, he would come out like twitching and just I mean, he was like a psychopath and he would charge sprinting to the mound like he was about to murder somebody, and then he would just do it. Like he was fucking wild to watch pitch, and he was a he was a really good closer for the Braves. But then when the Braves were playing the Yankees in the World Series, I think it was 1996, John Rocker does an interview. I, Ashley, do you remember who the interview was with? Was it I don't Rolling Stone or something like that, or maybe the New York Magazine? I don't know, but he does this interview where he calls. Like everybody on New York subways, monkeys and apes and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes off like an insane person, and the backlash. It, it, it he 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 was never able to pitch again the way he was. It hijacked his career because I guess the pressure. He wasn't officially kicked out of the league, but it ended his career effectively. And yeah, Sports Illustrated. I think you're right. Yeah, so John Rocker, original cancel culture, and what oh, happened? That, to- that John Rocker fella, right? John, okay. Yes, that John that, Rocker, that fella, John Rocker. <laughs> and actually, I don't know if you know this, but what ended up happening after John Rocker's career is he ended up starring in like a, a series of really, really bad B horror films as the murderer. Oh wow! Which is perfect. What did he do? Yes, that's great. <laughs> so. Oh, he said the, one of the things he said is that you'd sit next to these purple, purple, you, you sit next to purple haired women on the subways with AIDS. Is one of the things he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. I, I've kept you far too long still. I, I, I know you want to go. I'm oh, good. probably outside. So yeah, thank you for your time. Stumpy. Yes. Go talk to Stumpy <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Bye.